Coming to you from the heart of the heartland, you're listening to Life Chat, a podcast designed to help independent agents make life easy. It's important to note the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of EMC National Life. Now it's time to get things started. Let's join our life insurance team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life Chat. I'm Andy Kearns, Communications Manager for EMC National Life, and joining me today will be Kurt Till and Cam Torstensen. Welcome, gentlemen. Can you say a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Andy. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, Kurt, happy to have you here as well. Uh, as Andy said, I'm Cam Torstensen. Uh, generally, I'm the marketing guy here. When they make me write it down for AMBEST or something like that, I'm the Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer. Been with DMCNL for about 16 and a half years. Terrific. Thank you, Cam. Over to you, Kurt. And I'm Kurt Till. Uh, been with EMC National Life for uh, going on six years and uh, senior life sales rep. Appreciate you guys taking time today. Here at EMC National Life, our purpose is to improve lives. One way we are going to do that is through our new agent education campaign called Healthy Life. Each month, we will focus on a specific wellness category and talk about how we can incorporate balance and wellness into everybody's life. Today, we're going to talk about financial wellness. So let's kick it off, guys. My first question for you is financial wellness can mean a lot of different things to different people. Kurt and Cam, what does financial wellness mean to you? So for me, financial wellness, uh, basically, it's, it's being able to cover expenses, plan for the future, you know, deal with unexpected things along the way, um, and which in turn, it's going to give you a peace of mind about your future. Yeah, I think that's a good answer, Kurt. I, w- I would say something very similar. And we were talking about this in the context of wellness more generally. Uh, I think that's right. Financial wellness is is learning how to live within your means and uh, manage and balance in a way that gives you peace of mind. Um, what's interesting about that, of course, is that what it takes to create peace of mind for different people are different things. So it certainly it's not a, a one size fits all, but it's certainly uh, part of what we should all be thinking about in terms of wellness. Great. So sometimes financial wellness can be scary to a lot of people. And so a lot of people worry about where do I start? How do I get that footstep one in front of the other as we start to go forward? So anybody have any idea of where you would take that process to begin with? And let's get us going on the right direction. Well, I, part of what I was going to jump in is, Andy, you talked about uh, a footstep. And, and the first thing that comes to mind for me on this is that, you know, the, there's a Chinese proverb that says the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And I think it's human nature for people to, especially with finance, sometimes it can be something that seems difficult to understand. It can be something that you feel like is complicated and it's high stakes. So uh, it's very easy, I think, to get paralyzed and end up doing nothing. So if we think about what does it take, where are we trying to, uh, to go with approaching this? From my perspective, it almost doesn't matter. The more important thing is to start. Find some place that you, th- you think you can get going. Uh, start. Uh, to create some momentum, uh, feel better about what you're doing. And then I think, uh, you know, you can start to think in, in broader terms about the different pieces and parts of financial wellness. Um, but, uh, you know, you guys know me well enough to know how much I love quotes. And one of my favorite ones, you know, is a patent quote that goes something like, a, a good plan violently executed today is better than a great plan tomorrow. And, and that's, a, I think, a great rule of thumb uh, for this. If you're talking about financial wellness, just get started. It's almost like working out. Like you start getting on that the your your workout journey. You don't start by running three miles. Start by taking the stairs at work. You know, small <laughs> steps. 
So do you guys usually start with creating a budget, building emergency funds, figuring out ways to protect your assets? Where do, where, where do you guys like to go from here? For me, it's first thing is to communicate, whether that's with a spouse, a significant other, or like even yourself. Because you got to figure out what you want, what you're trying to do, even before you start a budget. Because if you try to start a budget without trying to figure out where you want to go or what you want that to look like, you're just throwing numbers together. And it's kind of useless. So for me, it's communicating, figuring out what you want first. Yeah, I think I think understanding yourself is a very critical part of this, Kurt. It's a great point. And I think the other thing that it's easy to get caught up in is forgetting that we go through different periods of our life when we have different needs, different stresses, uh, different earning capacity, different spending requirements. And so going through a process where whether it's your spouse or yourself or your financial advisor or your insurance agent or whatever that looks like, I think being mindful and reflective about what point you are at in your life and where you're trying to go and how you're trying to get there uh, is really the, the first big step in that process. And, you know, like you, Kurt, I happen to be married. Um, we, I think, have a, have hit our stride with regard to kind of who does what. I don't mess with a checkbook very much. She doesn't mess with the retirement very much. Uh, but I think the really critical thing is that we do communicate about those two things together. They're not done in a silo. And I think uh, ultimately just being able to take a clear-eyed look at where you're at and get a really good idea about where you want to go is the, is the key to success. So as both of you guys are experts in the life insurance industry, and we always talk about how life insurance can kind of help protect financial security, tell me a little bit more about how you think life insurance fits into the mix uh, as we plan for that that financial wellness as we go forward. Any thoughts on that? Once you've had that communication, once you've put the budget together, once you've started the investing for the future, for the specific purposes, um, if you don't have that life insurance in place and something happens, the investing, the saving, that's where that's going to come from. So you can kiss pretty much all of that goodbye or a good portion of it if you do not have that life insurance in place. So then you're starting over from zero. Yeah, one of the things um, you, you know you guys hear me say all the time is that life insurance is about protecting hopes and dreams. And again, if you think about people in different stages of lives, they may have they may have different hopes and dreams, but they have hopes and dreams, and most of those hopes and dreams cost money. So when we talk about financial wellness as a whole, we've already covered some of that ground talking about well, you know, just get started. Uh, think about what you care about. Think about what's important to you. Think about how do you make a plan to get from where you are now to where you're going to go. And life insurance really is about, well, okay, the plan is good, but what happens when there's a detour along the way? What happens when the unexpected thing happens uh, that nobody wants to have happen? Uh, the way we talk about it, the way you've heard me talk about it a lot, is what happens when the unthinkable happens? We don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. But the truth of the matter is it happens. Uh, and it happens far too frequently. So the question that you you have to wrestle with at that point in time is, okay, so I've made these plans. I have an idea where I want to go. I have an idea how I'm going to get there. What contingency plan should I be thinking about in the event that my plans don't go just the way I think they're going to go? Uh, Limra has a statistic that uh, says 45% of people say they would face a financial hardship within six months if the primary wage earner died. So think about 
that in terms of the people that you care about or what's important in your life. We're talking about a situation where the primary wage earner dies and the parent left behind with the two kids at home in a mortgage all of a sudden is making decisions about whether they continue to live in that house, whether their kids have to change schools, uh, whether they want to or not. They may be having to change schools because they can't continue to live where they're living. Are they going to be able to go to college? You were saving for college. Suddenly that savings has dried up. Is your spouse going to be able to retire uh, when they had hoped to retire? So when we think about that, the way that life insurance really fits very well into financial wellness as a whole is, again, we're looking for peace of mind. And you and your spouse or significant other or you on your own have hopefully thought about making a plan for how you're going to get from where you are now to where you want to go. And life insurance is all about the contingency of what you do if things don't go just as planned. If the unthinkable does happen, that's a tragedy. That's something emotionally, uh, from a lifestyle standpoint, that can be devastating. Life insurance is there to try and create a circumstance where at least it's not also financially devastating. Uh, and that's how I think that life insurance really fits in as a tool towards financial wellness. And, and again, financial wellness in that situation really defined by, by peace of mind. Fantastic answer. I appreciate that. So we covered the unthinkable. I do have a question that popped up when I was doing a little research for this podcast here. And one of those questions was that life insurance helps kind of transfer wealth between generations. Can layman's terms, can you explain a little bit more what that means to the average person out there? How does that life insurance component help? The first thing I think I would say, as my attorney would recommend I do, is that I am not a tax attorney and consult your own tax attorney for tax advice. That said, life insurance can be a tremendous tool for the transfer, uh, transfer of wealth between generations for several reasons. Number one, uh, life insurance proceeds uh, transfer by contract. And so if they transfer in a normal circumstance, and again, I'm not a tax attorney, uh, there are some, some scenarios in which this may not work, but generally speaking, they transfer tax-free. Um, secondarily, if you look at a, at a wealth transfer kind of a life insurance product, you get this other aspect, which is um, the premium differential from the face amount. So a really good example of a product that we would use in this kind of an environment would be a single premium whole life. So I'm, I'm pulling numbers purely out of the blue, but as an example, let's say that I had $100,000 I wanted to try and move on to my heirs. If I do that in a normal circumstance, and assuming it's not just my wife, so that there is going to be potentially an estate tax consequence to transferring that money, I have $100,000, I want to give it to my two kids or to whoever, um, the circumstance right off the bat is there's going to be an estate tax, so it's eating away at that principle. So the beauty that you get right off the bat is that in most circumstances, again, that funding is going to be transferred tax-free. So you save the tax right there. On top of that, the beauty of it, especially if you're healthy, um, if you're you know not terribly old, you might find that you get a huge amount of leverage out of the life insurance, which is to say... I might be able to take that $100,000 and turn it into $150,000 worth of coverage on a single premium basis. Now I just change the amount of wealth I transfer to my heirs from $100,000 less estate tax to $150,000 tax-free. Uh, so from that perspective, it's a tremendous tool. And, and uh, as the tax laws uh, exist today, that's still true. Get them while they're good, as they say. Who knows what the Congress is going to do moving forward. But right now, uh, it's still a huge opportunity for that kind of an endeavor. Thank you, Cam. I appreciate that answer. 
Another question I have as we kind of go through this list of things today is, do you recommend having a financial advisor? How do you start looking for help? Yeah, for me, um, I like the idea of a financial advisor. Now, remember, you don't have to do everything they say. They are an advisor giving you advice. Um, But I do like the idea of having a second set of eyes and somebody that's in that profession that deals with that day in and day out. Um, but one thing is, you know, you, you, you need to do a little research, find somebody you trust. You know, if you have P, if you have friends, family that work with an advisor, you know, kind of ask around because you really want to trust them too. But for me, I like having the second set of eyes. Yeah, I agree. I think you need to be uh, mindful of what your expectations are of the financial advisor. And I, I think you need to be thoughtful about how you go through the process of shopping for that advisor, Kurt. It's, you, you need to be somebody that you, not only can you trust, but that you can work with, that you can be honest with, that you can share hopes and dreams and goals with, because they're not going to help you get where you want to go if they can't identify where that is. Uh, but I would agree with Kurt wholeheartedly. I think, uh, I think it's very easy to be penny wise and pound foolish by deciding, oh, I don't want to pay a financial advisor for their expertise. I'm going to do it myself. I'm not sure you actually come out ahead in that scenario. So I could probably go YouTube on how to re-roof my roof. No, I'm going to let professionals do <laughs> professional stuff. Right, exactly. Great. Well, this certainly makes a lot of connections to me on how life insurance and financial wellness all kind of link together. Before we conclude today, are there any other tips or bits of wisdom you'd like to depart to our audience here? When you start on that journey of financial wellness, you know, take it slow. You know, like we said, first thing, come up, you know, what, what is it you're trying to do? What is it you're trying to do? Communicate with your spouse, yourself, your significant other. Start there and go slow. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Cam, any thoughts? Yeah, I love that. I love that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, I think the one that would come to mind for me right now um, is that the most powerful force in the universe is compounding interest. Right, I'll get you. I'll, you guys can go look up who said that uh, on your own. But uh, the takeaway from that is you can't do anything about what you didn't do yesterday. You can't do anything about what you didn't do two years ago. But you can do everything about what you do today and tomorrow. And uh, so, if you haven't started yet, start. Uh, every day you waste on that is an opportunity to uh, rob yourself of the most powerful force in the universe. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your comments and your, your time here today. This episode is part of our Healthy Life campaign, where we are striving to improve lives through balance and wellness. Visit our microsite at emchealthylife.com for podcast episodes, articles, social media, and more. If you have any ideas or questions for future podcast episodes, please email us at lifechat at emcnl.com. Thank you, Cam and Kurt, for joining us on this podcast today and for a great discussion on financial wellness. Appreciate your time and have a great day, everybody. Thanks for having us.